You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. If you're looking for a way to unwind and a fun new beverage, let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's made with real fruit, no added sugar, and infused with functional ingredients so it's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. My favorite flavor is the strawberry rose. Raspberry lemon's also really great. It's nice for when you're chilling on the couch, unwinding at home, treating yourself for a night in. I also don't mind taking them in the car with me. I love a little car roadie. And you deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add songs from Spotify directly into your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi everyone, I'm your host Lexi Lombard and you are listening to the first official episode of the Lexi podcast. Before I even get started in what this is, I have to thank you so much. The overwhelming amount of positive reinforcement and support that I received from you guys as well as my friends and family. I literally hesitated telling my friends and family. I was like, I don't want to bother them. They know me. I'm always doing little projects here and there, always working on some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor. And I didn't want to tell them because I thought it would be annoying, but I am so excited. And when I Snapchatted all my friends telling them that I had, yes, I Snapchatted them. That's how I communicate with friends from back home. Moving on. I decided to tell them and everyone was so excited for me and everyone was so nice. And I can't believe that I even hesitated doing that. This is huge. I'm working with Spotify. I had a client. I mean, I'm a client at Spotify. I have a contact there that's helping me launch this. It's so humbling. I don't know. It's also just making me realize that I should have done this sooner. But you know what? I trust the divine timing in the universe a little bit sometimes, maybe just in this case. And why didn't I do this? Because when I told my team that I had recorded a trailer, they were excited. Don't get me wrong. But I think in the back of their minds, they thought, okay, finally, we've been talking about this for 
three years almost. Since 2018, it is almost 2021. They're probably thinking, Lexi, what took you so long? Everyone has a podcast. And to that I say, I was afraid because everyone has a podcast. What is mine going to be about? How am I going to set myself apart? Okay, well, I have a YouTube channel and everyone else has a YouTube channel and that's going fine for me. I am a politically incorrect sweetheart, okay? I am a daydreamy, live-in-my-own-world kind of kid, (laughs) kind of woman. I'm 24. I'm a woman. How amazing is that? I love to say that. I'm a 24-year-old woman. In the show notes, if you go to the description, I think that's what the terminology is. We'll get to that later, or I'll figure that out in my own time. But should I read it? Can I? I can't access it on my phone at the moment. Okay, still learning. Minor technical difficulties, but essentially, it's the diary of a Gen Z. And I'm on the cusp of a millennial, but I whatever. And then the rest of it says that I'm a girl who spends half my life on the ground and the other half in the clouds. And that is what I'm bringing to the table. Okay. I have ideas I want to explore. I have conversations that I have no tied opinion to. I just want to soundboard the concepts. I want to explore what I've done this far in my life and where I want to go what options I have, what options you have. I want to give you ideas as well as give you advice on things that I've already done in the past. I've had my fair share of issues and you know what? My memory is not as fabulous as I would like it to be. I recently signed up for some vitamins that um, are going to help my brain (laughs) and I'm really hoping they work. But if not, this podcast can be the dinosaur bones that people from 2080 can look back on and discover because I don't think that I will be able to retell these stories when I'm 80 to my grandchildren and that makes me sad. So part of my motivation is having evidence here and now. So thank you guys so much for the support and let's get started. Let's get started. Started on what? I want to talk about money. I want to talk about entrepreneurship. I want to talk exploring your hobbies and turning them into income streams Because whether it was on accident or a little bit on purpose, that is my life right now. I broke it down today. I have seven streams of income. And if this podcast gets monetized, I will have eight. (laughs) Right now, I'm not making any money from the podcast, but seven. Seven official streams of income. And it's not from connections. I didn't get this because my mommy or my daddy knew someone who knew someone in the entertainment industry or in the art world. No. How did I do this? The internet. And I know that I'm ambitious. I know that I'm a motivated, driven person. But if you have these desires, you can do it too. I am so confident. This lie that so many people in my life tell themselves that I wish I could convey. They won't know it until they try it for themselves. But something I wish I could convey to them is that the truth is doing something for the first time is not that hard. (laughs) It seems frightening or discouraging, but it's really not as big of a deal as you're building it up to be. For example, when I graduated high school, I moved to Los Angeles, California. That seems wild to some people. Like, how did you leave your town and go to California? When you do something like that, if I were to ask any of my other friends that moved from their towns to Los Angeles, we would say it's not as hard as you think it is. It's not as complicated or stressful, or scary as you think it is. It's challenging, but I promise you, not as much as you're building up to be. Another example, starting a YouTube channel. That's scary. What if you only get 10 views on a video? Okay, then it didn't work. Just kidding. You should keep trying and keep posting videos. But what I'm saying is 
try something and see what sticks. Like I said, at the moment, I have seven streams of income and who knows how many of those are going to remain in my life. Essentially, what my personal plan is on a bit of a tangent is that I work on each of these things throughout the month and I'm going to reevaluate at the end of the year what I want to continue. But let's break it down. What are these seven streams of income? Number one, YouTube AdSense. When I post a video on YouTube, ads get put either at the front, the middle, the end, and I get paid from them. Not all of it, but a percentage. And this is the income that you can make in your sleep. When I post a video or when I'm editing a video, I don't get paid for that. It's however the world sees it, however many people see it, how long they watch the video before clicking out. That all determines on how much I get paid. And this can be anywhere from rent money to three or four times rent money and it also depends on times of year there's a lot of factors that go into it it's not worth explaining here in this episode but that's number one number two is brand sponsorships something that's so exciting that started happening when i was in 10th grade i joined an agency or a management and they would bring brand deals to me So a fun little makeup company or a skincare company that's starting up or they're just looking to have a more prominent digital audience, they'll reach out to people who create content on the internet and they're like, hey, can we pay you for a little bit of your time? Can we get 30 seconds in your YouTube video? And depending on the brand, it's absolutely yes. I've learned about so many of my favorite brands by brands reaching out to have a sponsored like segment in one of my videos. And a lot of times, brands will buy bundle deals where I can promote them in a video and on my Instagram. And ever since Instagram stories came about, that being a part of the bundle deal, oh my god, that is one of the greatest things ever. I love making sponsored stories because they're so quick, they're so easy to make, and it's a great source of income. One more note on YouTube AdSense money. I said that I at least make my rent money, if not two or three times it. Sometimes I'll make a third of my rent money on AdSense. Occasionally, we'll hit a month where videos just don't pop off for whatever reason. Or even worse, sometimes videos will get demonetized for something that I couldn't have predicted. And I post four videos a month, right? So I'm losing a fourth of my expected monthly income, and that definitely makes a hit. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that you knew that there were slow months. It can definitely be a feast or famine type revenue stream. Number three is affiliate links. Guys, the potential that affiliate links have... The untapped potential in my life that affiliate links have is astronomical. Okay, I make not very much off affiliate links, full disclosure. I'm telling you, I recommended a few products in a recent weird video, which is my little favorites video. I was recommending some stuff off of my Amazon page. I made an Amazon shop page, if that's what it's called. Just things I buy frequently from them. Not that like, I'm a huge Amazon fan. Whatever, we're not going to talk about that. We're only going to talk about how we make money, not how we spend it. You can spend it however you want. Not going to tell you how to do it. That being said, I checked the analytics. Thousands. There was like 11,000 clicks on my links from that. I made $9. That's ridiculous. That's unfair. I don't get it. What am I doing wrong? And because of that, I've sort of made it a point when someone that I watch has recommended me something, I'll go back and buy through their link because I'm like, you did this. You made me buy this. So I'm going to give you the 32 cents. 
sometimes when I'm linking something and I can see how much commission will be, it'll say like $12. If it's really expensive, it might say like $25. Well, those are needle in a haystack in my opinion. But I did meet this amazing woman. She's almost like a mystical creature if I'm thinking back at it. We met at a social media convention. She has 10,000 subscribers. She gets like two to three thousand dollars two to three thousand views on her videos and she made a hundred and fifty thousand dollars last year on affiliate links unbelievable it's really not about the views it's not about the subscribers it is about the selling power if that's how you want to make your money um she makes specific shopping videos so she's the youtuber that you would go to if there was ever a nordstrom sale or whatever she's a middle-aged woman so we have different target audiences but the potential of affiliate links is high the fourth stream of income is depopping my clothes. Every season, I go through my stuff, and I don't know why, but it wasn't until a year or two ago that I decided I'm going to sell some of these to you guys because you guys ask for them. And a lot of times, I don't, I keep my clothes for a long time. And when I recommend something or if I'm wearing something and you guys want to get it, it might not be selling anymore and this is the way that you can get it and it was so easy it's a really great process I have this cute little box that has all my shipping supplies and it's adorable and it's very meditative to wrap up the packages and I love sending handwritten notes it's a great sort of little thing that I got going on but it only happens a few times a year even if I'm only making a few hundred dollars from each of these little depop drops that really adds up at the end of the year and it is well worth my time now, the next source of income that I have is product sales, specifically my own products. And this is a little sentimental to me. So, of course, there's a story that goes along with it that I want to share. When I lived in Los Angeles, I was so deeply insecure because I was not valued because I was not as pretty as my friends. And I would go to bed thinking it's so annoying. Like, I like my mind. I feel like I have things that I want to offer. But... I don't have a good enough face to get listened to as much. And I would just think to myself, I like my mind more than my face. And so how do we deal with problems in 2016? We make it our Twitter bio. So that is what I did. And I started getting questions on it. What does that mean? I love that. That's so cute. I feel the same way. You should put that on a t-shirt. And I thought about it, but I didn't know anything about that. And I ended up getting approached by um, like a manufacturing merch line. They're based in London and I thought, okay, like this is, this is something to think about. And when I moved to New York, I reached out and I said, I would like to make a hoodie. I'd like it to say, I like my mind more than my face. This was in January, 2017. And in three weeks I had sold a thousand hoodies and I was blown out of my mind. I had no idea that anyone even cared that much. I really, really deeply believed that I would sell maybe 100. So to have a thousand sold in just less than a month was insane to me. And it was really just rewarding. And then seeing people wearing it was really cool. So of course, in the future, um, well, I'm actually still working with them. And I actually have new Black Friday merch that's coming out. I have a series on my YouTube channel called Weird. And it's my version of a favorites video. It stands for what I've been wearing, eating, impressed by, reading, downloading, and doing. So it's weird with two Ds. And I drew this little weird, <laughs> no pun intended, um, thing on my iPad. And then I put the text over top. And I was like, this is great. 
it's crew neck season, baby. We're going to put it on. And so I still use this merch company and I'm going to be re-relaunching, re relaunching all of the designs I've ever made minus the very first one that is just special to those who got it if you got it January 2017 fabulous you're the only one um, but I'm re-releasing everything else as a little Black Friday small business Saturday sale I think that'll be so fun but that is one way that I make income and then another line of sales in the product realm is partnering up with another brand which is something that I'm doing right now I wish I could tell you but it's about four months away. I am designing a product in collaboration with another brand and I have currently seen the prototype. It's been sent to me. It's perfect. I don't even have any changes. How frequently does that happen where you design something and they nail it on the first try? Never, but it's perfect. So that's going to be coming out not soon, but soon enough. And that's another great way because I've never done this before as far as I know where someone who doesn't even know who I am can go to this site and if they're just shopping for whatever this site sells, they can get it regardless of if they know me or not and I will still get a commission from it. The commission's not insane but I am curious to see how it will go and I'm just honored enough that I even get to do this in general. So that is number six. Oh, number seven's a fun one. <laughs> Tattoo designs. I'm obsessed with this one. This one is so therapeutic to me. Like the Depop shipping process, pretty meditative, but I love designing tattoos. I've always had great penmanship. I even got a $500 scholarship for my penmanship when I was in high school from a history teacher and I didn't even go to college so I could never use it. I don't even think I got the money. I think, I don't even know what happened to it, honestly. Think about that sometimes. Not too often, but every once in a while, I'll recall that memory. Anyway, I've always had good penmanship, and I've wanted to put it to good use, and I've never really known how. And one of my internet friends, Katie Bilotti, she actually has a podcast of her own that you guys should listen to. It's called Thick and Thin. She's a graphic designer, and one of the things that she does is design tattoos for people. She doesn't actually use the gun. She just designs it on a piece of paper, and will send you photos of it. You'll get eight examples, and then you can take that to your tattoo artist, and they will ink it on your body and you can have it and when I saw that she did it I kept it in the back of my mind and I never forgot it and one day in October so this is super recent I thought to myself I want to do that so badly I think I'd be so good at it so I reached out to her and was just asking how her experience has been and how her pricing was and things like that and just got some startup advice from her and I took the plunge and I've had maybe like 50 customers already which I cannot wait until you guys get your tattoos and I can see them. I've already seen a few photos and it's so exciting. I don't know if it's an ego boost or what, but I love seeing my handwriting on people. The point that I am trying to make by sharing my income streams is that there are so many outlets to create revenue. You can truly take any of your interests and use the power of the internet to create a small business. To create a big business, hell, you could do anything. And let's say you don't want to be a personality. I get it. I don't, <laughs> I feel like I didn't even get to make that decision. It just sort of happened. Next thing you know, I'm like on the internet always. It's just a consistent thing I do in my life. Just because I've been doing it forever and it would feel strange to stop. That being said, maybe you're like, I don't really want my face on the internet, but you make something really cool. You're great with flower design. You can have a flower account blow up. Maybe you're a writer write that book okay why not 
the time is now there's literally no better time than right now and there are so many hobbies and interests that all of you have i know it and you know what's not a hobby five hours of tv before bed that's not a hobby i will repeat that five hours of tv before bed every night is not your hobby do not make that do not become a loser it is so easy to become a loser working at home (laughs) do you think the human was designed to wake up check the small screen then move to the chair and open the other screen to move to the couch and click a remote to watch the big screen only to go back in bed with the small screen until you fall asleep i've had those days i'm admitting to it i'm just saying that's not the life we're meant to live So don't let it be your life all the time. Now there are those days occasionally where you're like, I just want to look at the screens and be horizontal all day. But that is not always. And you know that that's not your main purpose. And if anything, whether it be job related or hobby related or revenue or not, there are so many risks to take and avenues to explore and I just want to encourage you to do so. Please try this for fun and see where it takes you. The idea of just creating and exploring and like even making the occasional sale on something is exciting. This has been my only thrill of 2020. I've not been able to do anything because of this cute little pandemic we have going on. But I've managed to make a sizable income for the year in my bedroom. I.e. what we're doing now. I'm in my bedroom. It is possible. I'm screaming at you, okay? Do something if you want to. Life is way too short and taking these risks are really not that risky. I want that drilled in your brain. If you get anything from today's episode, it's to try something that you've always considered or something that you've been curious about lately and see where it takes you. Please do not go into this with the intention for it to change your life. Please do not go into this or take this risk with this intention of quitting your job. Please do not quit your job before this happens. Before We don't even know what's happening. I'm just saying that the pursuit of attempt is also rewarding. Did you hear how excited I got discussing my income streams? I am personally interested in the digital space and content creation in digital media. So obviously, most of those fall under that umbrella but these are applicable to any industry and you could really niche down so yes of course fitness flowers things that are general like that but if you have a very specific interest you might have a higher chance of becoming number one at it because maybe that many other people won't if you became a fencing youtuber i don't even know if there's a community for that just an idea or I'm subscribed to this man on YouTube. I want to say his username is Township. He dresses up like he lives in the 19th century, literally like built 200 years ago. And it's just so crazy. He just churns butter on his YouTube channel and people love it. But that's so specific and unique to him. And it's there's not that much of it out there. There's also YouTube channels under the same realm where I forget his name. I feel like he lives... You know, I'm not, I don't even know. Probably like some bunker in Florida. And he buys food and lunchboxes that are from World War I and World War II and the Vietnam War. And he eats them. He'll have a biscuit that's like 70 years old. It's bugs. But it's also unique. <laughs> and whether or not these interests and curiosities 
become a revenue stream or not, they're still worth pursuing. I think I've made that clear, but I want to make it reiterated. You want to do this to feed your soul, regardless of whether or not it feeds your mouth and gives you money to buy that food. You still need to nourish your soul. And that is simply by pursuing what feels naturally interesting to you. The audio may sound different because I'm currently holding the phone that we are recording on because I'm going over to Instagram to answer your questions. My Instagram username is L-E-X-I-E, Lexi, just like the name of the podcast. I also have created an Instagram for the podcast called, I just made it today, I need to check the username. Oh my god, I'm the worst. It is called Lexi the Podcast. Amazing. Love that. So simple, so on the nose. Everything about this podcast is on the nose because I need room to explore. I need to have something that's so like just about me with no other strings attached that I can run free with any of that because as long as it's me, as long as I'm here, this podcast is good to go. Okay, question number one is from Jada Brinson. Tips on how to rekindle a friendship. All right, let's think about friendships and why you would need to rekindle it. So there's two options for why you guys are no longer friends. One, you drifted. You guys had different interests. Maybe there was physical distance between you. You didn't go to the same school. You moved away. Whatever it is. Or you had a falling out and there was an abrupt end to the friendship. It was not a gradual distancing. It was sort of immediate. And depending on which it was depends on how you rekindle it. If it's the first, if it's just distance, a simple I miss you text, a little video sent to their DMs, a a spontaneous FaceTime, something that I like to do to actually stay in contact with a lot of my West Coast friends is we will communicate through voice messages on the text message feature of the iPhone. What a weird and lengthy way to say that, but you know what I'm talking about, right? So for example, if I want to talk to my friend Claudia, I will hold down the voice message and tell her whatever I need to tell her, and then she can hear it when she wakes up because maybe I want to tell her something and she's still asleep because it's 5 a.m. for her, but it's 8 a.m. here. Anyway, (laughs) that's pretty obvious. So those are my ways to just quickly rekindle a friendship Just a little quick communication showing some love. If you guys had a falling out, if it deserves space, give it space. I have referenced this in my head several times. I have a tendency to when I... Oh, there's a siren. There's an ambulance passing. One second. I don't know how to edit things out yet. (laughs) So we're just going to have to enjoy these experiences together intermittently. Okay, so if, what was I saying? Oh, I have a habit of ending friendships. If I, I was explaining this in my assumptions video where I was reacting to what you guys assumed about me and someone said I'm very forgiving and I am so elastic. I can forgive the littlest things. I'm not easily bothered, but when something snaps, I'm gone. However, I have this really great friend here in the city And he and I get along so well. We got into a little bit of a spat last summer and we were both pretty mad at each other. But we gave each other some space and we realized that we have way too much love for one another and came back together and we had a conversation about it. We apologized. We said what we thought, why we acted the way we did, why we said what we said and why we needed space. And we moved on. So 
if it's worth rekindling, and sometimes it is, it clearly is if you have an interest, if you know that it was your fault, you it takes a little bit of self-awareness, which I get. It's easy to just block out any of the issues that we have probably caused on other people, but be self-aware, acknowledge your mistakes, and maybe, what's the expression? Something about an olive branch? Lend it? Do you give it? What do you do with it? I don't know. Damn it, I wish I could cut that out. Whatever, we're moving on. Those are my two pieces of advice. Okay, Sarah McDonald asks, how do you think your future self will remember your current self? Probably so much lamer than I actually am. I think I'm the biggest loser. Like, I I do not give myself credit for anything that I do. It's interesting because it's almost this paradox because I have self-confidence. I'm pretty secure in who I am as a person, but I definitely think I'm much lamer than I probably am. Ecat012 said, what are your goals in life at this point? I would love to have a car (laughs) that fits into my budget. I would love to have a place to park it where I didn't have to get tickets. I have $230 worth of parking tickets I need to pay right now. It's ridiculous. Why is it so hard to find parking in New York? You think you're parking somewhere right and it's not. And why am I driving in New York, you ask? Because what? New York's not a driving city. Okay, well, we're in this cute little pandemic and my mom has a compromised immune system. So I've been taking it very seriously, more than most. And at least in terms of my mother, I've definitely fucked up when I'm living alone. Um, anyway, and normally how I get home is I take the public bus, just a cute little six hour drive when with that many people in a tight space. Picture being on a charter bus like you would when you were in high school going on a field trip. Now picture doing that for four and a half to six hours with a bunch of strangers who are probably not tested. No. So my mom was really generous and she lent me her car from Thanksgiving to Christmas. This is just fabulous. Um, great. Moving on. Oh, what are my life goals? The car. Other goals? I mean, I listed about eight of them in this episode. Definitely want to improve on all these revenue streams. I want to continue creating regular, consistent content on my YouTube channel. I'm not going to let that slack just because of this podcast. They're going to be different and I will make sure of it. And then other goals. Long term, I want to have two houses, but that's way in the future. Emma Marquise asked, what do you think about the word fat? I love this question because I've recently had a change of heart. My opinion is new. I don't think of the word fat very negatively. I have a pretty neutral opinion on the word fat. Now, when I was 18, 19, even 20 years old, if I were to be called fat, oh my God, probably my biggest nightmare. I couldn't be called anything worse. I would rather be called anything else than fat. Now, I don't know if this is... um sort of attributed to the rise in the curve model movement, but my opinion has changed because I have seen so many images of girls who are twice my size that are stunning. And I used to believe that fat and ugly were synonymous. Like you couldn't be pretty, you couldn't be beautiful if you were fat. And that's not true at all. And having that just confirmed to me over and over again makes me look at my own body and it's like, okay, if I have extra fluff on it, that's okay, I can still be pretty. I can still be confident. It doesn't really matter. And that has been liberating. (laughs) 
So yeah, hashtag body neutrality, right? I think that's where the body positivity movement is going, which if that's true, I'm so about it because it's hard to be positive about things all the time. But if we can be neutral, if we can look at it pretty objectively, where I can say, okay, I'm a little heavier than I was, or I'm a little lighter than I was, and it doesn't really change anything about me. It doesn't change my beauty. It doesn't change my confidence. That's awesome. And I wish that upon all of us. Next question, Emily Christiane, if I'm pronouncing that right, asked, do you still want to work an office job since the pandemic? What will you do next either way? Okay, if you had asked me last year, I wanted nothing more than a Manhattan office job. I was thrilled at the idea to put on a cute little outfit in the morning, hop on that train, go to Manhattan, and live my bitchy New York life. I wanted that so badly. Then the godforsaken Rona hit us, (laughs) hit us hard, and I've been at home all year long, as most of us have been, and it is made me fall in love with my schedule and my freedom so much. I don't know how long you guys have been following, but I've been on YouTube for 10 years and I moved out to Los Angeles to work full time as well as hosting for 17 and I was working with awesomeness. So I was doing other things, but essentially working for myself, doing exactly what I'm doing now, just right when I was 18, right out of high school. And it's so interesting to think about me doing nearly the exact same work, but feeling polar opposite to how I did I was so miserable I mean my lifestyle was fine like I I did cool things and I look very fondly upon those years but I also was so depressed I needed to be on medication it was not okay I was not okay I would spend way too many days in bed and was not making the most out of my time whatsoever and I think it just took a little bit of growing up to do anyway to circle back to your question what do you think you'll do next At the moment, I've got my plan of attack for the next, I don't know, probably six months. I said I'm going to reevaluate at the end of the year of just what I've been doing this year. And I think I'm just going to keep on continuing with what I'm doing now. And when things start to open up again, pursue those options. Because at the moment, I really have no, like, interest in doing an office job from home. You know, the appeal was being in the middle of everything, like being in the center of this metropolitan city. And that's just not the option. So I'm not going to take that route right now. But no rush. I love what I have going for me at the moment. Talia Tar wants to know what is my love language? All right. Um, my love language, there's five of them, right? Okay. Let me recall them and then I will tell you. There's acts of service, quality time, touch, Oh my god, you at home are probably knowing exactly what I'm missing. Affirmations. Words of affirmations. Quality time. Touch. Acts of service. Gifts. (laughs) Gifts. Okay, my love language is definitely touch and words of affirmation. I don't really care about acts of service. Gifts are cute. Don't get me wrong. I love a nice gift. I love giving gifts as well. But it doesn't do it for me the same way as a really, you know, like intimate, like being physically intimate, whether that be like not necessarily sex, but like holding hands, cuddling, a high five, not a high five. I don't feel love from a high five. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I haven't really thought about this in a while. I'm so far away from love. Ew. 
I mean, I love love. I'm just saying that, like, it's not even on my brain. Literally, just money's on my mind. Definitely touch and words of affirmation. The other ones, I mean, I guess quality time. But am I crazy? I feel like most times that I'm with someone else, it is quality. I'm rarely with another person and we're not and not enjoying each other's company. Do we agree? Maybe it's a me thing, but I honestly don't think it is, but I'd love to know. Let's go back to the questions. Oh, interestingly enough. um, Oh, it's the same girl. I was like, this is of the same realm. Talia Tar, what has helped you form your most genuine connections? I mean, is that complicated? Vulnerability. Simple. Or going through a wild experience together. Like... I've made good connections when something just insane happens. That's a quick bonding experience, whether it be like a really funny professor who's just doing something insane or if you're, I don't know, with a friend and you guys encounter something wild. I know I'm being really vague. I just don't have a particular story that's coming to my brain. Um, But you know what? Also, I can't ignore that the internet has really formed a ton of my modern day friendships. My 20-year-old friendships, okay, let's go around with my best friends. Internet, internet, internet. Three of my best friends here, I met when I was 14 through YouTube. How crazy is that? I had no idea that some of the random sort of silly little things I thought I was doing with YouTube as a little 14, 15-year-old really laid the groundwork for what I am doing now. It's, it's mind-blowing to me. What does it feel like to grow up on the internet? This is a great question that I could really make an entire podcast about, but I also think I need a day or two to reflect on it because I don't think about that very often at all. I just assume that's how it is and it's not how it is, but that's what I tell myself because I don't think I could properly process the fact that I have my life recorded for the past decade on the internet for the public to access. I don't think I could really handle really, really, truly processing that without having a breakdown. Um, so I keep it chill. I keep it, I keep it 100. <laughs> um, how, what is it like? I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty lucky because of course I do embarrassing things and I do cringy things just as every other human does, but I didn't have any horrible things. Like I wasn't a crazy kid in any direction whether that just be like a jojo siwa face type moment in time that's documented no shade to her she just came up because she's so eccentric go her though go jojo or like super wild inappropriate things i was not posting anything crazy to the internet things to look back on i don't have anything that's more than the normal amount of cringe which i guess i'm grateful for what is it like though? I think it'd be hard to stop. I honestly think that having followers fills a void that I'm unaware of. I don't think I would realize it until I, if I, when I, if I, I don't know which one to say, ever choose to leave. But overall, it is so sick. It is so cool and I wouldn't change it. Okay. I think we got to wrap it up. So let's find a final question. I want to make it a good one. Okay, this one's good. It's Alex G-A-O. I don't know. Ask me, how are you? Really? All right, on the surface, I'm good. I am. I'm 
in a really good spot. I'm in a really good routine. I'm good. Now we scratch a little bit deeper, just a little bit more. I'm still good. I'm feeling so proud of myself and where I've come. Now we scratch even more, right? Still good, still proud, mentally stable. Love that. Now we're going to scratch just one more itch. I am so fucking bored. I need a thrill in my life so badly. I'm in such a such routine that it's almost hit a bit of a mundane. Like I love my work, but that's about all I have at the moment. My social life has dropped significantly and I know why. I know we're all taking a dip, but my God, I am starting to get to the point that I'm, I need excitement. I need to do something crazy. I can put it off for a little bit longer, but I truly don't know how much longer. I hope I do something crazy in the realm of something that's not that crazy. Like, uh, I got an impulse tattoo. Like, look at my new piercing. I hope it's not something way off my rocker. (laughs) I need to prep for that. But on that note, I think it's time to wrap it up. We really touched on everything. I just wanted to talk about money and revenue streams and sort of give you a lowdown on where I'm at and what I'm doing at the moment. Hopefully inspire you to explore your curiosities and your interests But my God, we really touched on a ton. There are so many routes that we can take this podcast. I am so excited for them. If you loved this podcast, give it a five-star review and leave a little comment. I would love to get 100 reviews. Is that unreasonable? Like, can 100 of you do that for me? That would be so great. Now, if you didn't like it, please don't give it a review. Just leave this podcast alone and never listen to it again, ever. And uh, that, that'll be great. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I hope this podcast was good. I honestly have no idea. It's sort of like when you give a presentation in school and after you're done, you sit down and you're like, did I black out? I loved this though. I had a really good time. Uh, like I said, leave a comment um, or a view and I can read to see what you guys thought as well. And I will see you in the next episode. XOXO, Lexi. Mm-hmm.